Okay. Okay, here we are. It's Christine and Kim on another episode of Unexplained Oregon. Hello. And we're so excited because this week we are together in the same room. Yes, we're together in the same room. Up until this point, we've been doing this across screens to, from each mm-hmm. other. And so this is very exciting. We are social distancing. We're being careful. Uh, this week's episode, we are going squatchy. We're going there. That's we're a squatch. Going to squatch land. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing Bigfoot. We're going to do it. Let's do it. Uh, but first, we want to... Uh, thank everyone for their emails. Oh my gosh, we have we have heard some. Yeah, read we've some... read some really great stories that 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 you're sending us. We just want to say, please keep them coming. We've talked about compiling them into an episode, and we will do that at some point, hopefully, because we read every single one. And mm-hmm. really and we talk, talk about, about it. it. And we freak out and get scared. <laughs> and there's some one. creepy yes. stuff. Yes, so keep them coming. What are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? or? I can't tell. All I know is that my central light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. A good-sized man or something looks like a man. I don't know what it was, just that it ran across the yard. Okay. You've had problems in the neighborhood before? Yeah, my dog was killed here just recently. I don't know what it was. Whatever it is, it's running. I couldn't catch it if I was going to chase it. But whatever it was, it was standing up. I'm out here looking through the window now and I don't see anything. I don't want to go outside. Jesus Christ, you better... Sir? Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right... Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. And the guy is on foot. I don't know what... it's, It's a big... Real big person. That's all I can say. Okay, but it is a it is a person. <laughs> what do you think of that that call? What really were your... creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I had never really even thought that there were nine one one calls out there, but such a good idea that mm-hmm. you and, and you ran across this. Very creepy. I think, you know, we know that that Bigfoot or sightings of Bigfoot have been reported, but it's it's the way that this man is, it's like in real time. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing is like outside. You can, you can hear the fear in this dude's voice right. for sure. And it's, it's like happening as he's on the phone. He's obviously, you know... Pretty nervous, pretty scared, and at one point he's not going outside. Mm-mm. At one point, he says his dog had been killed mm-hmm. in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, that that nine one one call is pretty compelling. It is because crazy. he isn't on there saying there's a bigfoot standing in my yard. He's saying there's a big, big thing. He doesn't know what it is, right? So right. that to me, I, it doesn't seem like a hoax to me at all because no. he's he's scared. 
So one of the very first sightings reported, the first modern report of Bigfoot in the in our state was in 1924. I thought this was interesting. Six terrified miners rushed off Mount St. Helens to report that a band of hairy ape-like giants had attacked them in the middle of the night. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, there goes the first modern report of Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest. Which we know, I think Bigfoot is sort of, um, you know known lore like lore. yes yeah. it's been around forever mm -hmm. you know actually i also thought it was interesting i pulled some information from organlive.com that the most reported bigfoot sightings are in clackamas county wow in our state so that was very interesting to me so like we bigfoot has been around for a really long time and, and when you go back and do the research, there are different names for Bigfoot in all the different regions. We have... Uh, in the world. In the world. Like yeah. Nepal, is he's referred to as Yeti. Uh, we have the Uran in China. In Australia, he's known as the Yowie, I guess. In the mm -hmm. Yowie, he's been reported as being more violent in nature. In Australia. And then uh, we found in Indonesia, he's called the Oran Paddock. Yeah. And what was interesting about that is, as we've been kind of talking about doing this episode and doing our research, we have, even here in the United States, what's been reported and what people have seen is sort of determined on the terrain, determined on the mm -hmm. weather, the temperature. I mean, we picture Bigfoot a certain way, but down in the south, they've got like the swamp. There's like the North Carolina swamp, swamp monster. monster. So, I mean, it feels... Which that one, he didn't really like yours. He didn't look hairy. Like the pictures that I saw of the swamp monster... It wasn't like a big hairy ape that we're used to seeing in the Pacific Northwest. It was more lizard-like looking type Which of thing. Which would make sense. Yes. So, I mean, each each reporting and what they look like is based on what, like, the evolution of the humans in the area or the terrain or the weather or the, you know. So up here, obviously, a Bigfoot is going to you know, is six foot tall with a lot of hair because it's living and evolved in a climate with terrain where it needs that to survive. Right. In Nepal, it would be, you know, the, the Yeti, which is obviously, we picture that as like a white creature. Snow monster. Exactly. Yes. But it's interesting that the Sasquatch or, you know, reported Sasquatch in China, I think, is or Indonesia, Indonesia is the smaller. Yes. So that that reported sighting, they say like a small creature, right? So four feet, not even four feet tall. So how is the creature evolved? Probably depends on to fit what it's needed regions. to do. Yeah, to survive. So one of the first most compelling videos that we have is from 1967. Oh, yeah. And Roger Patterson, 
a man named Roger Patterson took this video in Northern California. Yeah, I would say this is the most like infamous Bigfoot video that is out there yes. still to this day. Yeah, and what what's interesting about that is when you watch the video, they've done uh, extensive research on this video. They've tried to reenact this. They've really, you know, we always come back to this video. There is one shot in the video where the where Squatchy Man is kind of in a forward motion and looking back. And that is kind of developed into the icon that you see for Bigfoot everywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what it's created the icon. Yeah. So I know if you know anything about Bigfoot, you've seen the Patterson video. It's a short film. It, you know, I think they said they took their 16 millimeter camera out and just were out on their horses that day and happened to catch this. I think they felt it was a female Bigfoot walking oh, across. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. So this video has been picked apart as it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's been recreated as it should be. Like, could a, a human really walk like that in a costume? Could I've seen people pick the video apart. I've heard that. You know, the Gimlin is the man that was out there with Patterson. I've heard stories. Of yes, come, that they they come out and said it. it was faked, right? Or, right. Yeah. So regardless, this video or short film launched an era. Yes. It launched an interest kept... into this unknown. Uh, really. Exactly. Obviously, we're interested. I think it's the first thing I remember seeing. And then you and I were talking about, like, not only did when, when was the first time you and I talked about Bigfoot? I, I mean, I know I, we definitely were talked about it in our late teens. We okay. started, because I remember conversations about, um, you know, that's when I first learned that they throw boulders and they move boulders and there's all these different accounts. So I know, you know, we've talked about it for a while. I, of course, was obsessed with the movie Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> like, I was. I what John Lithgow hits the, <laughs> hits him in the forest and takes him home and they fall in love with him. I remember being obsessed with that video and I was young. So, there you go. It really did, that Patterson video did launch this icon into the world where people, I feel, took off with it, you know? Yeah, it became like part of our popular culture. Yes. I remember it in The Bionic Woman. If anyone's watched The Bionic Woman or Bionic Man, she found whatever. First, the Bigfoot was scary, right? Mm -hmm. And then the Bigfoot became like friendly. He's a friendly guy out there. <laughs> and And it was scary. Like it was intriguing and scary and then not scary because we became friends with it. Yeah. Kind of like in Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. So here's this, you know, creature that is unknown and and then becomes friendly. Yeah. So we're kind of giggling about it. There is this, uh, there are a lot of skeptics with Bigfoot, you know, and For we've sure. talked about it. We, people are always going to question the Patterson video. They're always going to pick apart a picture there, you know, any any video that goes out there, any, anybody's going to pick it apart and not believe in it. There's mm -hmm. always going to be a... So there, there has to be a level of, you know, wanting to believe in the unknown here. 
and we definitely have that. But there are like different things that people have found that have backed up Bigfoot. And we're just going to go through some different char- creepy characteristics and, and things out there. That people have reported. That people have reported. Like time and time again. Yes. This is the common behavior, common incidences, common encounters. Encounters, that right. would be considered Bigfoot phenomenon. And some of these I didn't really know until we started until we decided to just hey let's just do a fun one on bigfoot because you know we're take taking this podcast into different directions sure first off let me just say that there you know if you guys are interested in in any of this there's so much um, information on the internet regarding sightings people have there's videos of different um, we got sucked down all day all day yesterday bigfoot world to the amazon there's a million movies you Uh, could take it for days like there is so much out there but let's let's be clear that the sasquatch the squatch that we're talking about is an ape-like bipedal creature yes. or animal so it walks on on upright just like us but mm-hmm. a little more hunched over with like definitely not human all no human with long arms very hairy and uh that's that's what we're talking about here probably at least six foot tall in uh, our part uh, of the world oh yeah, I, yeah yes i would say over six feet tall yeah so they have these different characteristics one of them that i didn't really have ever heard was their eye glow yeah, I know that's a new And one that's for me a pretty too. creepy one. There have been these reported sightings of people that see the these eyes glowing looking at them most commonly red in color but not always. There's their green, amber, blue and a mishmash of color. There is a man Cliff Barackman and he's one of the dudes on Finding Bigfoot. He's done a ton of research on Bigfoot. So he has a lot of information out there. And his little theory is that it has to do with their eye socket and the iris. Like he really broke it down. Why we can't see any, why we're only seeing the color. Like we're not seeing the white of eyes or anything. So that was interesting to me. So hmm. uh, he, Cliff Barackman has some pretty interesting, compelling information out there on eye glow. And he's from the TV show Finding Finding Bigfoot, which I always get sucked into Finding Bigfoot. I think it's one of the more popular ones out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy Bobo. Bobo. (laughs) You gotta watch it. You You gotta watch at least an episode. It's worth it if this subject interests you. The show is worth watching if this subject is something that interests you. Well, and these guys are not... You know, they're they're pretty solid. They're pretty they Yeah, are I believe mostly evidence based. Yeah. Like they've got some some good um techniques that they use and follow and this isn't a bunch of Yahoos out in Right. The and I, do, I I I think I remember Cliff saying he came into it as a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Best way to do it. Yep. And was turned and actually uh, bought a home in Oregon in an area where he has experienced a lot of activity and mm-hmm. continues to on his property. Wow. So like what? what's happened? We'll talk about he's oh. they're leaving stuff for him. Oh, and man. so he's done a lot of stuff. He has, you know, his, his property rigged with cameras. 
So, you know, just knowing that he went into it as a skeptic, mm-hmm. not believing it, and the research that he's done has turned him and he's a full-on true believer of it. So another thing that they have found is that these creatures like to scream. <laughs> And I know you're laughing because when you watch the show, it's really hard not to freaking take them not serious because they stand out there and do these screams. But uh, they're... The people searching for the Bigfoot... Have heard these screams, and, and it's evident to me that this is a way that these creatures are communicating. Okay. Okay? So we have... These screams, and one of them is kind of like a... (laughs) Right? You have all these different ones. We've been practicing. (laughs) And if if you can do them with a straight face out in the forest, I commend you. You should try because it's, you know, they'll know. Sasquatches will know if you're faking it. And they're finding that where they're hearing these screams are in areas where this sound echoes. Mm. So it's, you know, an area in an area where and where that sound can carry and then they're hearing screams coming back. So along with that, these creatures are knocking. Like mm-hmm. they've heard huge bangs and knocks. Like we just watched a video where the guy was like, How do you explain a sound like a car door slamming in the middle of the woods where no, you know, where you're... Thousands of feet yes. in elevation. He described hearing what sounded like a car door closing. So how do, how do these... I mean, they are using primitive forms of communication to uh, keep themselves safe, to, commu- you know, talk back and forth, but also to scare yes. away us. I would say. So what else What else do they do? For sure. Then we have uh, reported incidents of rocks flying. And this is scary because I'm not talking about some little pebble that you see flying across you. I'm talking about a big, huge rock that would right. be very difficult to be thrown in the air with force, at, you know, flying at people. Yeah, I, you and I both talked that this is probably the part that is like the creepiest is that there are so many reports of rocks, of boulders. We saw, we, we just recently watched one about a lady who they actually threw like a, a log at the car door of her car. Mm-hmm. So she's just driving down her country road. That's right. And she's going home from work, just going on with her lap, probably going to go home and have a beer after work. It's nine o'clock. And lo and behold, this like <laughs> log comes thrown at her car door. Now, she was... what? how can you explain that? What even out? I mean, I guess if you were a skeptic, you could say someone's out there and throwing logs, right? She pulls over, calls her dad because she's freaked out. Her dad comes with a really good flashlight, spotlight, and they actually saw the creature out there. Okay. They did not call the police because they didn't want anyone to laugh at them. They know local law enforcement. They called in the team, which is what why we watched this on the right. episode, and they came and investigated. But, how, I mean, 
Yeah. yeah it, be careful. They're throwing things. Yeah. Just gosh. Be so rude. I don't know what you could do to like How? defend yourself from like you're just <laughs> shit log, out of luck if you're out there. A boulder, some pebble. <laughs> exactly. Who knows? They just pick up whatever they have. <laughs> no kidding. Um, so then we have, which to me, there's a deathly smell to them. Oh. We've heard. And I've heard it being described as death in the air. It's a new fragrance. fragrance. Yeah. It's the Squatch fragrance. But I I heard someone describe it as not skunky, like worse than a skunk smell. This smell is something that gets you and... And you have never smelt it before. So it's how. a deterrent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it would be like their way of keeping things away. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it's just they because they bathed. haven't bathed. It's gross. <laughs> they don't so. know soap. Um, so, yeah. So that's another reported, you know, something smell, out there. The smell. Rocks, the and then when you, you know, there have been, when they smell the smell, then we have an incident happening. Close. Watch out. So what you know, the one of the what I always go back to, and I do, I am kind of back and forth. You know, there are times where I've been a skeptic about this, but then are you know I'm totally sucked in after watching it all day with I you, know. and now I'm a believer. So I don't know, but one of the most compelling reasons why I believe it are the footprints. Yeah, they have all across. You know, with these cases. They have found these huge footprints that they've casted, and not only um, are they looking at the size of these prints, they're also looking at the weight of the impression of mm-hmm. these prints. And uh, you know, in some cases, they have a really good impression of all the toes. It's just I always go back to when I, you know, there is no big. Well, then what are those Bigfoot? prints that they're finding everywhere and one of the most compelling ones is actually really close to where i where i reside which is why we started talking about exactly okay what let's do some research here what's really going on in oregon specifically and we came across what's known as the london tracks incident that happened in 2002 at cottage grove reservoir in oregon and this is really interesting. Uh, Finding Bigfoot, the show, covered this. They, the Cottage Grove Reservoir was drained that year. And this man was walking his dog and passed this other man. And the, and, and the guy says, there, there's some Bigfoot prints right here. There's some weird prints right mm-hmm. here. And so this guy looks and he's the one that contacted Finding Bigfoot. So the people come out and... They actually end up taking 122 casts out of the reservoir. And in one area, they have uh, recorded that 64 in a row steps were made. You know, and so to me, I go back to who in the heck would go out there? And I guess you could say, if you were a skeptic, there would be people out there that could construct some Bigfoot shoe and go out there and walk all around at night and, and make these casts, they have looked at the weight of these casts and have determined that something big was mm-hmm. walking around mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So. I mean, let's be let's be clear here. We are aware of the fact that there are people that choose to spend their time 
creating a hoax like that. We know yes. that I was doing research about the, these hoax go back into the 1800s. People have claimed to have caught a Bigfoot people. There are people that want to create the hoax of it for whatever reason. There's kids that go out and, and build little makeshift shelters that, you know, are supposedly Sasquatch shelters. I mean, there are people that will do, that will hoax, but that that's pretty elaborate. It is. And to think, I mean, how far is someone willing to go? They're going to strap on some big, huge boulders to their back and walk around with some big fake feet on? And like, not be seen. Not be seen. Okay, so more than one person maybe, or someone in secret hasn't told anybody that this is like their favorite pastime. Yeah. They're going to go... When no one's out there, when the reservoir is low, and they're going to take their Bigfoot supply maker. With their boulders wrapped, strapped to their back. And go out because they, who is this person? Because we need to talk to them. We need to get them involved and volunteering somewhere or a job. Because that's just. You have way too much time on your hands if you're out there doing this, people. I mean, let's talk about who these officers are. But anyway, I just I just don't think that that was fate. I don't know. After watching it, I'm just I watch it and go, wow, like something definitely was out there, and they have these who's tracks, and it's very compelling because it's so close to us. So you're really drawn to like the evidence, obviously. Yeah, the best probably evidence we have are tracks right now. Tracks, and you know, they have found these. Beds and nests in very remote places where, again, it's like who would go up and build huge, like a big 15-foot wood structure. And then, very interesting, in some of these beds and formations where they're using branches, the branches are found not broken, but kind of bent in yeah. a way that they can't explain. That would be really hard for a man to do. Yeah. The strength of like, and, and we've seen episodes where they've actually tried to bend these, you know, limbs. And, and it's very difficult for a, a male to do that. Yeah. So I've seen even just the, the log or wood formations that are created out there. I don't know what the theory is about why these squatches would be like forming these. These aren't even shelters. These are the ways that they're placing logs. And I don't know if it's like a gathering area sure. or some kind of a sim, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's a of way doing. of them communicating amongst each other. Yeah. Very, very creepy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there have, like I mentioned before, this cliff guy has left, like, little little things for them, food, and have come toys. back, toys, and have come back, and, like, a rock is left for them, you know, so. You so have... they're actually doing, like, an exchange or mm-hmm. some kind of a, like communication with these creatures who are intelligent enough to take the item and then also replace it exactly it's really okay. creepy really <laughs> or it's I, just that's creepy weird and not true yeah <laughs> i mean i it's that's a hard one to believe i know and i would have to like see it to believe it on that one i guess but i don't know it's just but that's a big thing i mean in doing, you know, since we started talking about doing this episode, I've learned a lot about 
I've learned so much more than what I knew before. Oh, yeah. In terms of, like, how far we've come in tracking this thing. Exactly. Um, Because there are, along with, okay, so we have all these, you know, these things that back up. There is a Bigfoot out there. You you have to, at some point, believe in these firsthand sightings that are out there. There's so many. And there are so many. And we ran across this guy, Rich Germel. Yeah. Germel. Sorry, Rich. And, um, after watching him, I mean, I don't think he's lying. You know, he has some YouTube stuff out there. Uh, let's talk about what, what Rich, Rich yeah, so one night, on um, when I started doing a little bit of research, I woke up and I was on, I went on Reddit and they were, they had Rich on Reddit. They had talked about how he looks so like legit. And so I got on and watched his video, which you guys can find on YouTube. And he describes his history and background and, and uh, as someone who obviously grew up in, like, the wilderness, fishing. He's um, in law enforcement. He's in law enforcement, used to carrying a firearm with him. And this particular day, he went out to track some field cams that I believe he got funding from someone to purchase 50 field cams to do some research on Bigfoot. So there's a lot of history behind this, but... I think this particular one we're talking about is the Lonesome Creek sighting, is okay. what they've called it. It's pretty in Lepage, infamous Washington. Now. It's yeah. up in Washington. It's located near... There are a lot of sightings up in this area. It's very wood wooded area. Mm-hmm. And he he describes an incident and it's very he's very articulate, very It's hard it when you watch it, I don't think he's lying. So it, um you're right. He's very believable when you watch him. What happened to him out there in his mind is true for him. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no I don't think he's made up the story to get any type of, you know, infamy from it. But what he describes is interesting in that uh, he describes that it was almost like the creature or the squatch that he encountered out there, the two of them. Mm-hmm. I think he said there were two. It was like they projected a feeling into him mm-hmm. of not so much fear, but almost like dread. Yes. He said the minute he got there and I have the finding Bigfoot men said this as well. When they've had these incidents and these firsthand sightings mm-hmm. of Bigfoot, they have all felt this certain craziness in the air or, you know, the, the energy feels different mm-hmm. in the air. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that is what Rich describes when he first, first gets to this place. He's, I think he's collect. is he going to the cameras? He's doing something out there. Oh, I think he had ran for sheriff and he was going and picking up the signs. That was the last day. It was like, just, oh, I'm going to go out and check my field Yeah, he was out there for a reason, you know. Yeah, he didn't have his firearm. No big deal. That particular day, he didn't bring his firearm. Nope, which we were saying, what if that contributed to his sense of dread and that he knew he didn't have, like, his firearm with him that day, but... He, we encourage you guys to go on and look this guy up and listen to his story because it is pretty intriguing. It is. And so what he describes is this incident where he was kind of sandwiched in between two. He, uh, and he, he actually saw something Mm -hmm. out there Mm -hmm. 
And then, this is in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day. And what's interesting then is from that point on, he kept waking up at 3 a.m. and having this sense of, you shouldn't be doing this. Stop hunting Sasquatch. Stop looking for it, you know. And then what's he describes is he lives in a residential area. He feels like these these creatures are aware of him and aware of his investigation and are somehow projecting into him. Stop doing this. He actually had another incident where he walked outside of his door and heard a, you know, the, 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 the yell, the, the scream and He's heard this scream enough where he knows. And at that point, he thought, that's them telling me that they know where I live. Mm -hmm. So, again, I know that might sound a little far-fetched and hard to believe. But but when you watch Rich Rich Germo on YouTube, watch these videos. It's worth checking out if you're interested in this. It really is. Again, I mean, he was out investigating because he's in law enforcement. This is an area that had a ton of reports. I've heard about it in other um, videos. And he described something that I think is worth mentioning, which is that what if, if these creatures have the ability to impact people and project some kind of low frequency that Mm -hmm. we're not aware of that we're not able to do right but they can control it to where our government has the ability to do this they've Mm -hmm. used this on people it creates a sense of dread it creates sometimes physical illness in people Mm -hmm. so how do we know that these creatures aren't able to or have evolved in a way to do this as a sense of security for themselves so they can stay alive so they've evolved in a way where they can ward off humans they can ward off animals that may be a danger to them i don't know we don't know we don't know it is a big unknown uh and i never would have thought that i my brain never would have gone anywhere with like this whole idea that they have the ability to to do that but of course we've also talked about whether or not, and there are theories about Bigfoot and aliens, like some yes, being I and I had never heard that until we started looking into this more. There have been cases where they're tied into unexplainified flying objects. So I just don't know what I think about it. <laughs> Again, I I am kind of back and forth with it, but definitely check out Rich Germo. Uh, it is worth watching. The point, you know. We don't know what Bigfoot is, and maybe we should never know what Bigfoot is, mm-hmm. like, or Squatch, or in the Yeti and stuff. There's a reason for that, why mm-hmm. we haven't. Well, just because, here's the thing, too, and talking about this, just because we haven't actually perhaps found the perfect DNA yet, even though they've tested a ton, I think things have been unconclusive, mm-hmm. and just because doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. So I'm just throwing that out there. Yes. I'm not sure whether I believe or not. I've never personally, I've been out in the woods. I've never, I've camped. I've never had an experience. And Dave claims he never has either. He's a skeptic big time. And have you thought about why 
maybe our, you know, there's a theory that our government does know about intelligent life force out there. Have you thought about maybe they do know about Bigfoot and there's a reason why they don't want us knowing, like, about Yeah, about so, him? you know, we were talking about... Um, what would happen if somebody actually captured, like, a Bigfoot or found real evidence mm-hmm. of one? And first off, we are in a society where that information would spread so quickly. Mm-hmm. And the fear that that would create and what the replications of, of that for our government and for uh, civil society. So what would happen is the word would get out mm-hmm. and... It would take a while for us to figure out how to sort of deal with this concept that there is an animal like this out there. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, you know, you'd have people panicking, people um, maybe creating some kind of hysteria. And in turn, who would go out and be looking? Can you imagine no. what would happen? No. People would be freaked out. People would be out looking. Mm-hmm. And... I actually read, like, what the processes would, you know, we'd have to probably get maybe even the National Guard involved to sort of create a sense of safety or some kind of structure around this type of evidence that this thing is really alive out there. And on top of it, I think it's kind of interesting that in the state of Oregon, we have had lawmakers try to pass laws around the protection of... Ted Kulangoski, I think. Yeah, in the 70s. He got it through the House, and the Senate did not end up voting it in. Oh, okay. But if you think about it, this guy was thinking ahead at this point in the 70s. You know, this was kind of the hype, right? Yeah. The Patterson video was 67. Our culture of Bigfoot is out there right now. We've got museums. We've got T-shirts. We He's become iconic. Yes. We have no protection in place. If an animal like this is out there, there right. is no protection, which means that there are no laws to govern what someone could do with this animal. So there's motivation for our government to keep it hush-hush. Definitely. If, if it, Can you, you know, imagine what would happen if, yes. if it became true that this thing was out there? So there's reasons why our government would probably not want us to know it, not want to find it. I do know that the FBI at one point got on board and tested some DNA in the 70s and found out whatever they had tested was deer hair. Okay. That's one report that I read yesterday online. I don't know how much the government's gotten involved. I don't know. Or if they will. Or if they know more, which probably they do, I'm guessing. Yeah. I do know that by the time a law got passed to protect these animals or creatures... There would probably be, you know, people out there hunting and potentially killing them. Or each other. Like, you yeah. know, you just, yeah. So the chaos that would be created if one of these was sure. actually found, it makes more sense. Not only for them, if you think about their evolution and their, if they are out there, their ability to keep themselves safe and their intelligence and all of that is amazing. But on top of it, our government wouldn't want us to know. Sure, sure. So I do want to point one thing out, Kim, that as far as I know, we are the only place in the United States and maybe in the world that actually has a, a trap in place. In it's Oregon. The Oregon Bigfoot Trap. Interesting. It's, it's located not far from the town of Rouge. Let's go there. We're going. Let's go practice our screams. Ooh. 
was a good one actually <laughs> i encourage you guys to practice these if you want it's you can fun. find lots of videos online exactly but anyway isn't that crazy there that is, is crazy bigfoot, bigfoot trap. trap i'm wondering yeah i'm just curious what it looks like is it a there's a photo a online. okay okay there's directions on how to get there awesome it's quite a bit of a hike it's you a said. little bit of a hike and we may go there at some point that would be fun can you imagine how many more traps would be set up and who would get hurt in them and what that would look like if yeah there was no law no, no kidding so i'm just yeah. pointing it out that's crazy you know the fact is is that we live in a really beautiful state we have actually the second highest forest forested acres in the u.s next to alaska wow. so it goes alaska and then us so there is a lot of land out there where you know squatch can hide and you know maybe hopefully we've brought up some points in this episode that have gotten you thinking about it, mm-hmm. if you're interested about it. You know, we definitely gained more interest in it, I think, once we decided to do this subject. I think we learned there's more, so but much there's out still there. more questions. Yeah. And we are definitely not sure. Like, I don't think either one of yeah. us can conclusively say that we believe or don't believe. I think, I think it'd be stupid for us to think we know everything that's out in the woods or even we're discovering new species all the time in the water and on land there's no way that we know everything right so we'd be naive to say that this thing isn't out there yeah i agree exclusively i agree so i think we're gonna wrap it up that's that's our squatch that's a squatch (laughs) that's a squatch talk if you like squatch we encourage you to go out and and see what's out there to watch and listen to it's crazy right now yeah definitely oh but by the way don't go into the woods and do any hunting no don't do that not not encouraged no definitely not by yourself Don't do it with your best friend even. I want to go to the trap, though. Let's go to the trap. Okay.